Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Two presidents at the border uh, momentarily. Brownsville being chosen. I've seen the numbers today where President Biden will be because there's not a lot of traffic through there. Where Trump is going to be is where the traffic really is in Eagle Pass. Will Biden announce some big executive action today? I'd say no. I think he's just there checking a box. But we have Chad Wolf at one o'clock under the Trump administration. He was the Homeland Security Secretary. You've seen him before. And we'll get his bird's eye view of what is exactly happening and what needs to be done. And about quarter after, we're going to go to Lancaster County first there. There's a big trial that really gets at food freedom. Government coming down on this Amish farmer who only has a private membership group that like raw milk, go figure, and other raw products. And uh, they've been raided, massive raids, etc. The argument is, uh, what about freedom? What about freedom to make a choice? This isn't widespread. He's not selling it on the market. So uh, Scott Pressler has a guy there, and, and the connection is connecting to voters like the Amish and others that follow stuff like this and how critical that is in Pennsylvania. The thing that I'm really looking forward to, though, and again, this is what we're up against with uh, Shapiro here in Pennsylvania. This far out, Josh Shapiro and his buddy Al Schmidt, alleged Republican, who's the Secretary of State, have formed this election task force that is already meeting. Schmidt said, uh, Shabir said, it's our responsibility to make sure that legal voters have access to the ballot box. Their votes are counted. Work has been underway for months. We're going to continue to keep at it and ensure that we have, again, a free and fair and safe and secure election. Yeah, right. How about allowing transparency then when you're counting? How about not at the 11th hour coming up with all kinds of Mickey Mouse things with the Supreme Court? Al Schmidt 
who was a uh, guest a couple of times at my Feast of the Seven Fishes until he went over to the dark side. He's a, an alleged Republican who served as a Philadelphia city commissioner during the 2020 presidential election. He said the group will help ensure Pennsylvania has a safe and smooth election. In recent years, we've seen bad faith actors attempt to exploit changes by spreading lies and baseless conspiracy theories. This task force has been working together to develop and coordinate plans to combat this dangerous misinformation and provide eligible voters with accurate, trusted election information. You know what this is about. These guys never end. And then they want us to just say, well, yes, we see everything is fine here. Philadelphia is the problem. It is a problem. Trump was right when he talked about bad things happening in Philadelphia. They're proud of it. They have swagger with this nonsense. 30 to 40 percent of the polling places, unless there's a big change, and that's what we're pushing for, will not have a Republican spotter there. God knows what they can do. How about helping out with that? How about saying we're not going to let people intimidate poll watchers? They don't want to do that. They don't want to talk about that. They're trying to intimidate with this. All right. The suburbs and all this. What the heck is wrong? We've asked this question before with the people, particularly in Montgomery County, that they continue potentially to reelect the dean of decency, Madeline Dean. She's just back from Israel and playing the Netanyahu card She's joined only one other radical congresswoman in Pennsylvania, near Pittsburgh, saying that she wants a complete ceasefire. Not a temporary ceasefire, but a complete ceasefire, and she blames Benjamin Netanyahu. Isn't that a convenient target? Here's the issue. The Inquirer says in Montgomery County, is home to an estimated... 42,200 Jewish households, the most of any of Philadelphia's four collar counties. And according to a 2019 survey, when you mix in Philadelphia and its suburbs together, they represent the third largest Jewish community in the United States. So, is there ever a penalty for this pandering? What is it that she'd have Israel do? She can't explain. She's saying they're dropping dumb bombs now. They are taking too much collateral damage. Is this woman a general? Does this woman have any knowledge of anything, even potholes when I had her on? What's wrong with the people? What has happened to the suburbs? So if you're in Montgomery County and you're Jewish or anywhere in the area and you're a supporter of Israel, is there any point? where you have to consider voting against this woman? Is Montgomery County that sewn up? Third largest Jewish community when you take it together with Philadelphia, the area, in the country. That's like 84,000 people that might be voters there just in Montgomery County. And she has the nerve, even with the hostages there, and with Hamas on the ropes, but hoping to survive, this big mouth says, Immediate ceasefire. Netanyahu. Get him out of there. What is the disconnect? Is that an issue that doesn't matter? 
Are Jewish voters so wedded to the Democrat Party that even when <laughs> it's not even five months or let's see, October one, two, three. Yes, yeah, it's, it's coming up on around five months since the savagery of October 7th. And yet this woman in this heavily Jewish county can go there and say, oh, yeah, we need an immediate ceasefire. That's exactly what Hamas wants. They're on the ropes. They're coming quite, uh, close to being mitigated greatly by what's been going on. It's going to take another few months, probably through the summer. And if you have any sense of morality, you would hope Israel kills every single one of these people that are allied with this terrorist group. I still say, biggest story since I've been doing talk, right, even the last 10 or 15 years is what the heck has happened to the suburbs? And don't forget, all that's going to come home to roost during the 2024 election. I'm convinced the collar counties mainly are going to determine Pennsylvania. And I still think that determines, goes a long way to determine the presidential election. Now, on that note, the way that I see it, and even Jeffrey Tupin on Twitter, remember Jeffrey Tupin, right, when he wasn't uh, on Zoom? What's happened here with the Supreme Court decision to take up this absolute presidential immunity, which I don't believe a president has, I think that'd be way over the line. But they're taking it up. It's a deep question because what they want to try to find is what is the line. In other words, where does that presidential immunity go? What are the tests of it? I think that's a big question. It's one we should get resolved. But as a result of that, I don't think the Supreme Court is going to rule until June. And what they're going to do, late June, what they're going to do is then send it back to the lower courts with the test to determine Trump's immunity in this. And it'll go all the way back up again. And they will determine whether the lower courts and the appellate courts follow that. And then if we follow the Comey rule, or the Department of Justice rule, I don't think you can have a president on trial come the uh, you know days before the election, or a week, or a couple months before the election. So I think on the January 6th case, by the way, you know too, you're a talk radio listener, you know about this other person who was arrested on January 6th has a similar, not an immunity charge, but as another path here, and that could get ruled on before Trump. So as I see it, this is not going to happen until after the election. Plus, I think the immunity here has some impact into the case of the um, government documents. Now, you know, the Atlanta case is not going to fly. Fannie Willis is going to be lucky if people don't go to jail there. So that leaves us with the Alvin Bragg case, which comes up, I think, March 25th or so. That's not going to fly as election interference. It's just not. It's not a major deal. It's going to be embarrassing to Trump, the porn actress, his wife is pregnant, the whole thing. No doubt. But I don't think that's going to fly in gravity of election interference that Alvin Bragg's going for. So as we sit here today, a lot of other things can happen. But it's a much different picture right now as far as how much jeopardy we find President Trump in.
So why is Nikki Haley so running, uh, still running? I didn't get to this yesterday. Because if she wins five states, there's still a lot of them out there. She could still be running in Pennsylvania in April. If she wins them, then uh, she gets a much bigger voice, can cause a lot of problems at the convention. Can she win five? It's a rule. Going to be close. She might win one or two for a lot of different reasons. But as we sit here right now, it doesn't seem to me that we're anywhere near Trump in great jeopardy to be knocked out by these legal cases. I guess the Mar-a-Lago case could still happen, but I think the impunity uh, immunity ruling yesterday kind of dives into this. All right, 855-839-1210. That's how I'll get you in. Let me give you the side question. We're going to take you to the uh, Lancaster County Courthouse where there's a hearing and a big rally for this farmer, Amos Miller. The guy we have is uh, one of the people that work with Scott Presler. He'll be there out front where there's a big crowd. This is the guy who makes raw milk and things like this and has a private membership for his organic farm. I think it's in bird in hand is where the farm is. Uh, Not Intercourse, Pennsylvania, but bird in hand. And uh, he will be uh, giving us uh, the the look there. Why it's important is the Amish are seeing this. A lot of people in that area are seeing it. And Scott Presler is trying to connect the dots with them. Well, who do you think is doing this to you? Progressives. The power of big government raiding this guy. It's not exactly like Mark Kalk, but it's of that ilk. All right, side question today. Uh, tomorrow, it's leap year, so there's not much on the calendar today. But tomorrow is the anniversary of Mickey Mantle retiring from baseball. Just an all-time natural. In other words, you see Mickey Mantle and you go, oh, my God, could this guy be real? The speed, the power, all that. We're looking for somebody who was just a natural, a phenom, not just in the world of sports. You can say the world of sports, but um, if you can broaden it out a little bit, that's what I'm trying to do. For example, I'm going to take off the board Joan of Arc, who at the age of 17 was the leader who turned one of the most important wars in European history. Joan of Arc, 17, leading the troops in that. The other is Joe Nuxall. Joe Nuxall was a pitcher who started in the big leagues at the age of 15 years and 10 months. Can you imagine a guy being on the the mound at Citizens Bank Park? He's not even 16 yet when he started a game. So we're looking for an all-out phenom, usually at a young age. Uh, Michael Jackson would be an example. There's a phenom. You know, not somebody who maybe grew, it took a long period of time. We're looking for somebody who just, oh my God, you know, they had it. You could tell they had it. And it doesn't have to be just in the field of sports. Broad, we just don't want to hear a bunch of sports. Think more broadly than that. Your name will go into the hat if you're the winner today. So here's how you get in. 855-839-1210. We're waiting President Trump and Biden. We'll see what happens there at Eagle Pass in Brownsville. AT&T, Verizon Wireless. Just push. 
pound 12 tech worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ellis Ducard is with us. He's in Lancaster in front of the courthouse. Uh, I believe he's a 31-year-old father of five, I've told him to, living in Maryland with a wife, two young girls. Found Scott Presler on Twitter, maybe six months ago, volunteered at a gun show in November, have since done two more, and this is the first event he's heading up for Scott Presler. Well, we're great to uh, gladly hoping uh, good stuff here for Ellis. We admire this. He's with us on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, uh, Ellis, uh, welcome on board. What's the crowd like? What's the situation like there in Lancaster County? Uh, right now, I think I would say there's probably probably 300 people here right now. We have a couple uh, guest speakers just taking turns talking, and everybody's just uh, they're handing out some cheese and raw milk for everybody to take part in and Everybody's just here holding their signs, uh, waiting the uh, the trial later today. So why is this of uh, such in- interest to people? That's a pretty good crowd of 300 people there uh, uh, yeah, in front of the courthouse. I, that, I mean, more people are walking up all the time, too. It's, it's yeah. pretty busy. Um, yeah, I would say what people are here for is just it's freedom for food, um, you know, and Amos, was part of a, you know, to buy his products, you have to be a member of his product of his uh, farm. So it's not like he's just selling things to random people. Um, so everybody's here just, you know, to protect, you know, the Amish rights. Uh, I would say there's probably a hundred Amish people here as well. It's not uh it's, and so you have probably two for every one Amish person, but I mean, it's uh it's a pretty cool sight to see. You have lots of different signs, uh, 
everybody's peacefully just standing out here in the sidewalk in the protest for Amos. Well, you've been working with Scott Presler, and uh, you guys have been doing gun shows, but now the Amish is a group that is, um, I had them on in the 2004 election, and I remember they probably carried Ohio, or arguably for uh, Bush against John Kerry, and they did well in Pennsylvania. So do you have a sense that they might connect the dots here and think, well, who is it? that would not allow a farmer to raise organic products that might be more helpful and let people make a decision to join a club, if you will, to partake of those products. So, uh, you know, they're getting the point. Who would want to swoop down on Amish country and bother something like that? Yeah. Um, so, so far today, we've already registered an Amish person. So I think that... Um, it's going to be, it's going to take a little bit of persistence. Um, we're going to be at the farmer's markets. We're going to be at, uh, they have some mud sales where you go and they're, they're there. So this, we're not just showing up today and just hoping to win over, you know, all of the Amish people. It's going to take multiple, multiple efforts just showing up for them. And uh, we're here today. We have eight volunteers with us and we're just talking to as many people, just planting those seeds, just letting them know, like, we're here for you. We do want you to vote. Your vote does matter. You guys, uh, you know, there's 80,000 Amish in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania can go the way the Amish votes. If they, if they want to, you know, put an end to it all, they have the power to do it. Um, and we're just out here just, you know, try to empower them so they feel that they, you know, do have a say and they can control, um, you know, what goes on. So, Ellis, uh, you're a dad, two uh, girls, and the whole thing here, too. What is it that... Uh move you after you heard Scott of Scott Presler on X or on Twitter? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I wasn't really politically active until like, you know, I, until I met Scott. Um, and I just want my two girls to be able to grow up in a country where they can walk down the street safely. They can, you know, be proud of the country that they grew up in like I was. And, uh, you know, I just want to do my part to, you know, make sure that they have that because that's something that I had when I was growing up and it's something that we're losing. Um, but it's not something that's lost. So I think, you know, if you are ever interested, if you've ever thought about getting involved, I implore you, it's a small leap of faith, but like, this is my fourth event. And, you know, I, it's so satisfying to just meet other patriots around the country and to see all the people who truly do care about this country and, it's more rewarding. It, you know, it takes a little bit of time and a little bit of effort, but it, you get so much more back from it than what you give. It's, I would, I would well, I got to say, you know, only, only your fourth event and the big guys entrusting with you as a spokesperson. So that speaks uh, very well, Ellis, for what you're doing there. What does this farmer face? It's a hearing today. Would they shut down his farm? Is there a fine? Is it jail time? What happens? Um, so there's an injunction right now that's placed. So this is um, in protest of the injunction that's against him to allow him to sell the products. Um, so we'll see whether or not today that injunction stands or whether it's lifted or not. All right. Well, Ellis, it's a pleasure to have you on. If anything of interest breaks there, you have our number. But uh, I'm so glad you're with Scott Presler. It's uh, inspiring what he does. And now you and the other volunteers. So go and get him. We're counting on you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, you know, shout out to Scott. You know, he's the one that, you know, 
he's providing a place where people can put words into action, and that's what we're here doing. So I really appreciate the time. Thank you, Ellis. Thank you very much. All right, there you go again. Magic of Scott Presler out there, eight volunteers, middle of the day in Amish country around this, bonding with the Amish. What are the Democrats doing? Are they out there talking to the people? No, they're getting Al Schmidt with his election task force. We're going to shut down all this misinformation. Al, why don't you come back on the show again? Let's talk misinformation. Maybe you could point some things out, because I'd like to point out a lot about you and your minions there with Josh Shapiro. Come on the show. 855, ah, come on now. You want to you tell us about the misinformation? How about your cowardly acts in 2020, where if you had provided transparency with all the money you had counting the vote at the convention center, you would have been able to shut up some people who had a court order and you wouldn't let them see it supposedly because of COVID, even though you could have put people in plexiglass, let them stand there and see the vote. What was so hard about that, Al? Now, I agree. You shouldn't be threatened because of that, but you're a weasel. And you were allegedly the Republican representative in all this. All right, Linda Kearns is back on the show tomorrow, our election lawyer, with a lot of updates for you on this stuff. But uh, again, Pennsylvania is going to come down to the wire. I think it's going to be tighter than it was the last time. I would almost put the over and under of either person winning, Trump or Biden, I think under 50,000 votes, maybe as few as 20,000 votes. That's what it's going to come down to. All right, 855-839-1210. That's how you get in. Side question today in honor of Mickey Mantle, which I think he's like the walking version of uh, a uh, phenom of a natural. Uh, Here's Mickey Mantle in 1969. This is cut nine. Mano announcing his retirement and evoking the great Lou Gehrig. Now, to think that the Yankees are retiring my number seven with numbers three, four, and five tops off everything that I could ever wish for. I've often wondered how a, a man who knew he was going to die could stand here and say that he was the luckiest man in the world. But now I think I know how Lou Gehrig fell. All right, um, the great Mickey Mantle, this day in history, retire tomorrow, really, hit us with someone that was a phenom. In other words, it was at an early age. It just is an obvious thing. Henry, do you have one? Yeah, I'm going to go a little outside the box today because I feel like sports would be too easy yes. in this one. Uh, in honor of the movie Dune 2 coming out this week, uh, it premiered Sunday night, mm-hmm. uh, and it's be theaters every, everywhere tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to go with the director of that film, Denis Villeneuve. Uh, he is, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the greatest director alive right now. Uh, oh, greatest, whoa, wait yeah, a minute there, yeah, buddy. yeah. That, that's how strongly I feel about Marty him. Marty Scorsese. It's an I, attack not, on Italians. Yeah, not, not yeah. that I don't love Marty, but yeah. uh, he, time after time again, yeah. even his, because he's a French-Canadian, even his fil- early films that are in French, they're all spectacular. I mean, you talk about Arrival, Polytechnic, Dune 1, Prisoners, On Sunday, 
Sicario, Blade Runner 2049, Enemy. I think they're all masterpieces, and I cannot wait to see this movie tomorrow. All right. That's that's Uh, what I'm going with. You know, tomorrow we'll need to get your preview, and then on Monday maybe your review. Oh, absolutely. I used to like Dune. I don't know why I've fallen away from it. I think I read. I didn't didn't see the first Dune film. Is it in a a Dune-ish language? Is that part of the appeal? Uh, Not necessarily, No. no. I okay. mean, they, they speak, you know, Eric Keen here and there, but, you know, nothing nothing crazy. Okay. All right. That is an outside-the-box answer. That is a phenom. That's what we're uh, looking for. Uh, Renee's got one in Broomall on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Renee, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. Shirley Temple. All right. Tell us when you, you know, announce it. Tell us why Shirley Temple. Uh, she affected so many people. I'm in my 60s, and I still remember watching her movies. And then she went on into politics. So a lot of her, you know, when her movies come on, the, my grandchildren still like watching her. Yeah, and then there is the Shirley Temple, the drink. When you have a drink named after you, that's there pretty you good. Go. Yes. <laughs> we like to help. Thank you, uh, Renee. Yeah, when you uh, tell us who it is, immediately, you know, like Henry did. Hit us with something, and Mickey Mantle, I can't imagine if I were the scout and seeing Mickey Mantle there, I'm told that the speed that he had, he was the fastest guy at that point in time that they ever clocked to first base, and then the power, he hit a ball in the Washington Stadium that they tracked ultimately that went 562 feet. And it may have ticked the scoreboard a hair. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, he's just, you see him show up. The guy just looks. Yeah. Uh, he never lifted a weight in his life or did anything like that. But look at him. I mean, yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, killer. Yeah. Phenom. Yeah. Imagine yeah. being the scout to find him, too. Just be like, I. They were there I've, looking at somebody else. Yeah. And like, they I've saw him. Yeah. Found that guy. Yeah. Like a career out of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've all had that experience. I remember the first time uh, Speed. And uh, I'm looking at it, and the woman driving the bus I had never seen before, Sandra Bullock, who's gone on to, as far as comedic rom-coms or something a little bit different than that, was just brilliant. Right out of the box, she jumped out to me in speed. So when you see something like that, imagine you're the one seeing this and going, oh, my God, you know, how do I protect this? How do I get, I see what's coming with this if you have an eye. All right, 855-839-1210. Try to steer away from sports, although I mentioned Joe Nuxall. Imagine 15 years, 10 months, he was a starting pitcher. I think he pitched close to he was 39 or so, too. I mean, that's unheard of. All right, I want to play you. uh, This guy's not a phenom, not a natural. He's just a creep. Here is the king of hair yesterday, and thanks to uh, Robin Schaefer, our guy that's uh, watching out for the shores at the Jersey Shore. We played you the joke of Phil Murphy yesterday, right, when he was talking in the budget meeting. He went on New Jersey Channel 12, where they don't seem to ask very hard questions. And it seems to me like the host there on uh, Channel 12 with Murphy is kind of yucking it up. Here's what Murphy said about his budget address and the whales. Considering you now have the Atlantic City project that you mentioned yesterday, which are 40 miles yes. or more out, which, which by the way, it seemed to have appeased some. Yeah, I mean, I, man, it's actually a moment of personal privilege. 
the folks who are against offshore wind, by the way, I don't get it. It's clean energy in the most densely populated state in America, and it's thousands of union jobs, and overwhelmingly they're in South Jersey. Uh, and there are folks down there, typically on the other side of the aisle, that uh, are against this. I, I for the life of me, don't understand that. Um, but yes, uh, I, I'm not an expert, but I felt that 12 miles out was uh, far enough out, and we've seen renderings that show. In fact, I keep promising to bring the renderings here, and I keep forgetting. I should now bring the 15 and the 40s uh, with me. Uh, the answer is, I believe they are. Um, that that's a plus or minus a norm. Obviously, the, the recent solicitation, 40 miles out, um, everyone loved because uh, that's even further, further on the horizon, and you can't see them. And I mentioned yesterday, apparently, there are no whales out 40 miles because people have stopped complaining to me. Uh, uh, to let that one sink in for a minute. But the answer is, Again. I'm not an expert, but I've seen the renderings at 12, and I thought they were fine, and 15, I'm sure, would be a little finer, and 40, obviously, is even further on. Were you expecting? I, I'm just, I have to ask, were you expecting to get more of a laugh when you said that yesterday? Oh, people, it's one of those things where it's sunk in over time. You sort of heard people chuckling that, uh, when you refer to it. Uh, okay. It's the truth. I mean, it's, my view is this. Let's be straight with each other. Whether I agree with you or not, I'm opposed to offshore wind. I'm not going to hide behind the whales. I'm opposed to it. Okay, I got it. At least you're you're standing up for yourself. I'm, I'm obviously a huge advocate, and by the way, we care about the whales, and, and uh, we follow all the science and the guidance from the feds. Governor, very quickly, uh, we do have another call, but before we get to that call, uh, we were just talking about Atlantic City a moment ago. See- all right, so, uh, yeah, be honest. I'm against it at every level, you creep, and your whole family and you. How do you like that? Well, we'll be honest with you. Take that thing off the top of your head. It must be affecting it even more. He's got to explain the joke again. And so, oh, behind the scenes, they were chuckling, too. He couldn't let it go with the joke. Don't tell me about the whales. Okay, then. So that was all a mirage. Is that the sole motivation? No, there's multiple uh, motivations. One, it despoils our vision of the Jersey Shore, which carpetbaggers like you apparently don't understand. It is the whales. It is the fishermen. It is not going to work. And we know what it is. It's big money. And also, in your case, trying to get a gold star as some kind of climate czar. My good. Don't hide behind the whales. Here's a guy. They hide behind the children, he and the wife, every second. All the children. They hide behind everything. Every progressive out there. Dismiss the whales now. We don't believe you. If you're a conservative, you couldn't possibly care about the whales. You couldn't possibly, you're lying. You're liars. We're going to beat you. We already have. With all that you've thrown against us with your Danish buddies and everything else, we still have stopped you. You know it, and you can't stand it. It's not about relieving anything. You want to win. You can't stand this, and we're going to beat you every day and make you say it more. You can hire more writers to come up with a joke that's not a joke. My God, the arrogance. Look, I know the guy on Channel 12 gets him on over there because, you know, there's going to be softballs. But say something like, you, what joke? I just have to ask you about the uh, joke here. There are a lot of chuckles behind the scene. People finally got it. Oh, it's above our heads. Yeah, what a dope. My goodness. God, that was even worse than what he presented. And, and when I was watching the video of him telling that joke, I didn't realize the people sitting behind him kind of like whispered to each other. And it's almost like they were like, why did he say that? Yeah, exactly. 
Well, they're angry. They're angry that this didn't go through. This is too hard. They ought to be able to push it through. Don't hide behind the whales. Now, look, I don't know every Republican politician that he's talking about. I don't know if they care, don't care, whatever. All I know is we have people there that care, and we know that the listeners cared. And Robin Schaefer and all those women who protested, they cared. Uh, President Biden, uh, no, he hasn't arrived at the border yet. We're waiting um, for President Trump. We'll dip in with some of that. And then President Biden, when they speak today at the border, do I think Biden's going to announce there at the border executive actions? No, because he knows absolutely what we're going to say. So you had this power all along. Why were you not using it? 855-839-1210. So Phil Murphy is saying to you, our listeners, you really don't care about those whales, okay? What's your response to that? Just what it is, is they have it wired in New Jersey. They have it totally wired with a population that's stupid. And when we're able to rise people up, let's face it, This issue would not have gotten as much connection except to see these dead whales and dolphins. People are busy because of Biden working two and three jobs and trying to have cereal for dinner. So with Murphy, this put it on the radar screen. And when people examined it, they went, oh, my God, look at these monstrosities. Look at this. The whales did help emotionally because people are busy. They have busy lives. They have other things. They're not going to sit there and read NOAA reports. And then the science again. The science with this guy. We're following the science. You don't care about the whales. Dom Giordano Show. Where did I see this today? Was it on Twitter or something? Thank God Dan is out of town in Mexico. A whole thread, a lot of people. Thank God somebody said it. The wire is unwatchable. Oh, my God. Are you kidding what? me? I know. I, I think The Wire, arguably, the tough, you know, uh, someday we'll de- debate that as the greatest show in the history of TV. Absolutely. It's in the It's in the conversation. Yeah. There's a movement out there uh, against that. So there you, you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's the world of Twitter, and it oh. had a lot of people saying, thank God somebody said it. I, I have to look it's, it up here. I have so many papers. I, I think I have it here somewhere. It's one to take <laughs> off the board right yeah. now, The Wire. What a phenomenal yeah. show that is. And yeah. just in syndication where everybody is discovering it, exactly. it's probably even more popular in syndication than it was when it first aired. Oh, yeah, definitely it was. All right, uh, update on this. I don't know what's taking so long, but President Trump is traveling now. I think he landed to uh, Eagle Pass. President Biden will be uh, arriving later, no surprise, in Brownsville, where there's not a lot of traffic, there's not a lot of stuff. And the only big news of that today, other than the contrast, is, is he going to issue an executive order about that? Okay. Um, Here is the, this will be cut 15, uh, Henry. Here is the sheriff of Athens, Georgia, where all this nonsense happened, the killing of this young woman, here's what he said. We're seeing a a new phenomena out there. What they're doing is they are a sanctuary city, by definition meaning they're not going to deal with ICE. They're going to let people out even if they're here illegally. They're not going to wait for a detainer by ICE, or they're not going to honor it. That's the definition. 
but they're not calling themselves that. They're trying to get away with it because they know if they call themselves that, they know what happens. They know how nuts people get if that's the case. So here is the Athens County Sheriff. It's a flashback when he was running for office. And he brought this up as one of his pitches. Why they should make him sheriff, I think it was within the last couple of years. Here's what he said. So uh, the sheriff's office was criticized, as you know, by some community groups in 2018 uh, for cooperation with immigration and customs enforcement Mm -hmm. ICE. Just some background on that. Um, ICE had been requesting that undocumented people finding themselves in jail uh, be held for an additional two days after they would have normally been released. Right. Um, in that time, ICE would uh, come pick them up and take them to detention center. Um, so that's a very controversial practice right. because many feel that it's an unconstitutional seizure under the Fourth Amendment. So I was wondering what your opinion was on ICE detainers and if you would comply with them as sheriff if you are elected. Okay, so it is not my intention when elected sheriff to cooperate with those detainers. I see it as the sheriff's responsibility, any law enforcement, to protect and serve the community. And that's everybody in the athens Park County community because this is the office that I'm running for. Uh, we can't help with a culture of fear in the community and expect the citizens to respond and help us in situations because the fact is that a lot of law enforcement is based around community support. Like I just said, building relationships is key. And if we're, I guess, antagonizing people because they are what undocumented, underdocumented, then they built that fear in them and they're not likely to come to us. All right, uh, you can stop it there, Henry. So you get the point now. And this clown in Athens, Georgia, is another guy with blood on his hands. This phony notion, well, we need the community. The community's not going to come to us, etc. If we have an ICE detainer for somebody who's committed a crime, what does it lead to? We know what it leads to. But this is the attitude. This is what's been going on. Now, again, they may not call themselves a sanctuary city. Uh, I, I'm not sure the number in America who actually said that. We know that Jim Kenney said it, and Philadelphia is, and they're proud of it. We know that New York is, and we know that uh, the mayor there, Eric Adams, wants to change that. Chicago, they're proud of it. They're not going to do anything. 855-839-1210, AT&T and Verizon Wireless. All you have to do is just push pound 1210. So uh, Biden going to Brownsville, based upon anybody, any commentary I can see today, is that Brownsville has stopped being this. uh, Some days they don't catch anybody. I mean, it's that low what's going on there now. And that's why he's going there. He's going to try to take some credit for that, American Rescue Plan, et cetera. So we'll bring you uh, anything we see uh, here that uh, pops up from this. Uh, let's go to, uh, let's go to Renee in Alloway, New Jersey on talk radio 1210. Hey, Renee. Hi, Dom. How are you? Good. I'm calling you about Murphy and the whales. And one of the things that he said, he said that he is not doing anything that the federal government isn't allowing, and he's not hurting the whales to any extent that wouldn't be acceptable by the federal government. 
Yeah, essentially he's saying that. They follow the feds, the feds are the science and all that, but he has power as a state. He doesn't okay, have well, to let do me this. Tell you, let yeah. me tell you about the feds, okay? Now, I'm reading right from a NOAA document, okay? They allow something that's known as acceptable harassment. It's type B harassment, and each individual wind company has a list of over a 1,000 animals that they are allowed to uh, provide or um, accept type B harassment. And what they do is they have them divided up. I, I happen to know that Atlantic Shores is 1,048 animals, and, of course, the ones that are endangered species have, uh, are, are allowed to harass less. And things like dolphins, they really don't care. It's like in the hundreds. But type B harassment, which is defined as NOAA, is any act, now I'm quoting, that have a potential to disturb a marine mammal or marine mammal stock in the wild by disrupting behavioral patterns, including but not limited to migration, breathing, nursing, breathing, feeding, mm -hmm. or sheltering. In other words, they are allowed to do all of this as long as they don't openly kill the animal. And later on, it says that if the animal happens to die, oh, well, as long as they haven't out and out killed it. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, and Renee, the broader point is uh, you certainly seem like somebody who cares about the whales. Why would you be on top of something like this? The answer is because people do. I mean, this fraud telling us, uh, don't hide behind the whales. Can you imagine? Ab absolutely. The whales are like the canary in the coal mine for uh, everything else that's going on, actually. Thank you, Renee. Well put. Great job, too. Yeah, I would uh, challenge that people don't care about this. They're just hiding. I can't speak to every Republican politician, etc. okay? But Murphy is angry here. He's angry because they never lose in Jersey. It's wired. They got all the money in the world, all the power, the media. They got progressives. How could they be losing on this? How can this merry band of people have stopped them and defeated the great Orsted? And the longer we hold out, the more these companies pull up. You know that. It's going to be another summer of it. If you weren't engaged last summer, I hope you are this summer. Planning big stuff around this. It's important people care about it. And we also care about the Jersey Shore as our birthright. Not a guy who can't eat pizza from Massachusetts with a phony rug. And his wife, who's even phonier. Interlopers here telling you us. You the hair. <laughs> All right, I work on my hair a long time, and you, and you yeah. hit it. He hits my hair. 855-839-1210. That's how you get on board. You can jump in. Uh, Right now, hit us on the side question, too. Well, my uh, best police source probably out there now says The Wire is the most realistic of any cop TV show ever. Not Hollywood. It's the best. Can't believe it. It's an outrage. We won't say who may have been the architect of all this. It's an inside job. It's an inside job. <laughs> exactly. That's where it came from. Hey, listeners don't miss anything. All right, coming up, we're going to talk with Chad Wolf former uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, about the dueling border visit today of both presidents. And I, I want to ask him, what kept you up at night on Homeland Security? What's the real threat? He's next here on The Dom Show. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Dom 
Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Dom time, and on a big day like this, uh, President Biden, President Trump at the border, well, Biden sort of, to bring you a former acting secretary, Secretary of Homeland Security, which is really, we don't even have an acting Secretary of Homeland Security. Well, he is an actor. He's pretending to do Homeland Security. Joining us again in Philadelphia is former Secretary Chad Wolf here on Talk Radio 1210. Secretary, uh, welcome in. What's your uh, initial observations from both presidents at the border today? Well, thanks for having me again. Look, you know, it's a unique day. Uh, Rarely do you have a a current and a former president along that southern border. Um, And I think the two visits are just a it's a good contrast of, of their different approaches on, on how do they address this crisis that we've been experiencing for the last three years. So you have President Biden in uh, Brownsville, which is uh, actually one of the lowest illegal crossing sites that uh, the White House team could have picked. They've averaged somewhere between 15 and 17 illegal crossings per day in the month of February. So clearly the crisis is not there in southern Texas. Uh, versus Eagle Pass, which is they're still seeing a, trend, a tremendous amount of illegal crossings where President Trump, former President Trump, will be uh, today as well. I think what you'll hear from President Biden is he'll blame Republicans. He'll blame Republicans for not passing a bill that he believes uh, would give him the authority to stop this. Unfortunately, what I think most Americans know is that he has the authority to stop this crisis today. He's not using it. He's not rebuilding construction wall. He's not or constructing a new border wall. He's not using the Remain in Mexico program. So there's a number of things he could be doing. I think these are all things that President Trump uh, will probably talk about at some point today in Eagle Pass. Absolutely. Uh, what do you make? And uh, uh, I might be able to get them on. I'm told by somebody who helped get you on, Chad. So the Border Patrol, at least one of their union members saying they supported the Langford uh, bill that was rejected by the House. It's better than nothing or something like that. Uh, Does that guy not understand how that gives aid and comfort to those that are undercutting the Border Patrol? Yeah, no, I certainly agree with you. I I don't know why the, the Border Patrol Union came out in support of that bill, other than it provided... Uh, more resources for Border Patrol agents. And usually as a union, you're going to be very supportive of that. But overall, the bill was vastly inferior and it did not actually do anything to call to solve the crisis. And in my expert opinion, it it, it had provisions in there that it would actually make it worse. Um, so that's why the bill ultimately failed and it failed on a bipartisan basis. It wasn't just Republicans. There's a lot of Democrats that didn't like the bill as well. So I think the Border Patrol Union made a mistake there in endorsing that bill. But you're right. It provides President Biden a talking point. But unfortunately, that's all the administration has. They don't have a record of actually trying to solve this issue. They don't even have ideas on how to solve this issue. All they have is a talking point. And all they can point to is a bill you know, that was negotiated in the Senate that they think will solve this. And what I try to keep reminding people, your viewers included, is that Congress did not break the border in 2021. They didn't cause this crisis. The Biden administration did uh, through 94 executive actions on immigration in 2021. They have the ability to reverse course and they have the ability to solve this tomorrow. And you don't need Congress. And in fact, the executive authority uh, is the quickest way to get this crisis under control. 
Uh, Secretary, if there is a second uh, Trump term, and if you were in there in some part of the mix on this, I'm a, a bit critical. I'm not asking you to be. I'm just telling you honestly of attention to detail with President Trump and getting the wall built. I realize some of the hurdles, but it's got to be day one and all out fight. Otherwise, they'll use one thing or another to stop more of the wall being built. What is it that happened there in your view? How were they able to thwart effectively building more of the wall? Yeah, I think, look, I think it's important to keep in mind at the end of the Trump administration, over 450 miles of of that border wall was built. New border wall construction was undertaken. So uh, there was a significant amount built, and we had identified about another 200 miles for priority locations. So well over 50 percent of what we were looking at. But I think this is a larger question that you have is as we went into 2017 into a new Trump administration, he didn't have the right team on the field. And I think, uh, you know, you would he would probably agree with that. It took a couple of years to get the right team in place to execute. And so a lot of a lot of the uh, you know progress that you would like to see at the beginning of administration didn't occur there. And so a lot of that progress was on the back end of those two of that four year term. Uh, but I do agree with you. I think, you know, a new America first president uh, will have a vastly different operation in place where on day one, there will be a number of plans, a number of executive orders and a number of executive actions ready to go. Thank you for being so honest with that. I mean, I respect the position. You you kind of clarified stuff for me because, look, I'm big. And as I know you are, too, it's effective, but it's got to be all out. And as you said, the right people, the hurdles and the stuff that will stop you and slow you down, they are gargantuan. When you were um, secretary of Homeland Security, what kept you up at night uh, other than just the border? What's the big security threat? I'm looking at. Uh, people, there's astounding numbers coming in from China, and I don't think they're all agents of the Chinese government, but it is amazing to get here from China in those numbers. No, I think that's right, and I, uh, obviously that's a huge concern right now. Look, the, the the thing that kept me up at night, in addition to a lot of the activities and actions that we were doing along the southern border to make that more secure than it had ever really been, you know, the U.S. is such an open society, and, and we allow people, once they arrive here in the United States, to really move freely um, inside the country. And so the idea of a lone actor doing something very bad, um, they have the ability and they have the means to do it. And so that was always the most concerning thing to me is making sure. And, that, and that's why we put a premium during the Trump administration of making sure that we knew who was coming into the country and we vetted them before they arrived here. And I think you contrast that with the Biden administration, where they're saying anyone and everyone who wants to come, come on in, we'll release you, and then we'll vet you, and then we'll determine if you have a legal right to be here. And so there's a different philosophy. Those are two competing uh, philosophies right. on how to secure, you know, your national sovereignty, or I would say the country's national sovereignty. Um, but to answer your question, what kept me up at night is not only the lone actor, but a lot of the cyber, the cybersecurity vulnerabilities uh, that I was privy to as well. Uh, do you feel, again, we're on our way to fixing them? Uh, uh, it seems like enough people in Congress say that and talk about it. Is it a partisan thing or is it just we won't do anything till we're hit in a significant way? 
Well, I think a lot of it's leadership. And, uh, you know, in our system of government, that leadership needs to start from the top and with the president. Mm-hmm. And, and you see two different styles, right, with President Trump, who cared a lot about border security, cared a lot about vetting, cared a lot about understanding who was coming into the country. And, and President Biden has kind of gone back to the status quo of what we've seen over a period of decades where it, it, it's no longer suited for the threats and the risks that we face today. But yet that's what they've put in place. So first of all, I would say it's a leadership and having the right leadership makes all the difference in the world because, look, there's an, you know, a lot of different authorities and powers that have been given to the president and, and the secretary of Homeland Security over the course of a number of years. You just have to use it in a responsible and legal way. And we saw that during the Trump administration. And you see that you see the opposite today. I hear you, Secretary. I do hope that we see you again in another Trump administration at this time, uh, full Homeland Security. You did a heck of a job and your honesty today in talking about the wall is much appreciated. Hope to speak with you again very soon. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. There is uh, Chad Wolf. Now, you heard what he said. He didn't deny when I asked him about the border wall, not enough getting built. Uh, look, uh, Trump has a lot of good qualities, attention to detail and drilling down on that right out of the box. And that means the right people, as he said, that has to be better if there's second Trump administration. More of that wall could be built. The entire thing could be built. But it's a battle. They're just not going to roll over. They're going to fight you for every foot. And a lot of it, he's right, was built uh, to the middle or end of the Trump years. All right, phone lines are 855-839-1210. That's how you get on board. Don't forget the side question. Hit us with that all-time uh, phenom, a natural. Joan of Arc, 17, winning the war. Uh, Michael Jackson, uh, you can think of any number of uh, athletes. One other thing, Donald Trump has been stripped from the Illinois Republican primary ballot. Uh, we'll see what happens on that roll in the January 6th. This is the third. It's a judge in this case. In Maine, it's uh, a female politician. And in uh, Colorado, it's uh, their Supreme Court. Supreme Court's going to rule on this sooner rather than later, it looks like. There's no way they're going to be able to keep them off the ballot in this. But this allows Nikki Haley to think, oh, maybe I'll steal. Remember, I told you the magic number is five. If she gets. Five wins out of all these states that are left and upcoming. She then gets a much bigger platform at the convention. And that's not a good idea for what will happen there. All right, coming up, Mitch McConnell, we told you yesterday, uh, drops out in November. Pretty much to keep his power until then, they might have been ready to take him out otherwise. I'll give you the betting odds. And I'll give you who Robert Kennedy Jr. last night endorsed to be the majority leader. Cornyn is the odds-on favorite. Can you imagine? Beyond a rhino, the guy from Texas. It's stunning to me that that guy's from Texas. He's running, and he's the odds-on leader. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dom Dano Show. Welcome in. I'm glad I see one on the board of a phenom, of just a natural that I didn't say it myself because it could be a winner. Let me go to Tony and Delco with that. Hey, Tony, good afternoon. I was ready to say this one. I'm glad you called. Who do you have? Awesome. I have Alexander the Great and not the hockey player. Okay, why? Well, uh, he defeated all of Persia. Um, He went into Egypt, and they made him a god. And he did this, like, at a super young age. Um, He led nations to just create his own path. Uh, yeah, think, well, uh, I, I think its a summation would be he had conquered the world, didn't know what else to do, and he was under 30. Yeah. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, Alexander the Great is uh, up there. It's pretty hard to uh, – got to put that in the final rung here. All right, uh, a couple of quick sports stories to throw into the mix here. Along, You heard uh, Chad Wolf. That was good stuff. One – Heard on WIP, uh, one of their VPs, Troy Vinson, seems like they're going to get rid of the tush push. Now, here's why that's important. It's why I am such a negative on the NFL. Why are they getting rid of it? Because it's always about parity. That's what I think. It can't be stopped or almost can't be stopped. Although a couple teams came pretty close to thinking, all right, we're going to dust up the quarterback then. Almost took his helmet off. But other than that, and I'm not saying it just because of the Eagles. Other teams have tried it. They don't have a good enough offensive line. And uh, Jalen Hurts is able to press, what, 600 pounds. Yeah. A record. Yeah, his lower body strength. He's very hard to knock back in a situation like that. The tight end is very effective at pushing him in addition to some others. So you think the NFL ought to get rid of it, Henry? No. I mean, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You invent something, and uh, you got to deal with this. Well, I always think about like you know when a when a running back is on the goal line or something like right. that, the linemen always come in from behind and push him. So if you outlawed the tush push because right. you don't like the extra support behind him, you're gonna have to start throwing flags for that too. It's gonna yeah. open up Pandora's box and everything. Yeah, and the reason for it is these other teams complain; they don't think they can stop it. The psychological edge the Eagles have is. It's not first and 10, it's first and nine or first mm-hmm. and eight. Yep. And that allows them a lot of freedom. Well, go figure out what they're doing, yeah. get players, and do it. Yeah. And he, look, even if they outlawed the tush push, I still think a regular QB sneak that'd get the yard every time. Yeah. 
This uh, is more overwhelming or a spectacle. The other thing is the Phillies, after 27 years, are getting rid of dour dog nights. Boo. Yeah. Now, the reason you're going to have to pay for a hot dog, then you get the second one for free. The reason is some clowns, or more than some, are it's cheap, so they throw hot dogs into the field. Left field, I think it was mainly like yeah. 50 hot dogs. And it is crowded on the concourse. I think I was there for one a few years back to go and get anything else. So it does take up a lot of space. It's their most popular thing. Yeah, I was I was there for the first dollar dog right. night where uh, they were flying last season. And uh, yeah, you had to have your head in a bit of a swivel because you didn't know <laughs> where where the dogs were coming from or when. Especially as, as late in the game, as the game got kind of ugly, because that's that's part of the reason yeah. it happened, because they were getting smoked. Yeah, but the idea that uh, here we go again—you always have this dilemma because of some, you're going to take away something that people love, and I guess the cost of a hot dog, getting the second one for free, is not enough. If it's only a dollar, I guess you can buy ten, and then they go crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't get rid of it. I just think. You'd send a mechanism, you're going to be banned for 10 years or something. And with the technology they have, they can do it. If you're caught, that's what's going to happen to you. Does that stop it totally? Probably not. But, uh, you know, why take away something? I understand the the rationale. And Middleton's probably the best owner of any team over the last 20 years as far as wanting to do the right things for fans, etc., but, you know, particularly in hard times and all, you get a bunch of college kids that go to the game and they have dinner, they eat three hot dogs. Seems to me, anyhow. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm in agreement with you there. And because the tickets are all bought online nowadays, too, you could actually enforce that. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You can tell who's doing it. All right. So uh, no dollar dog nights. You buy one, you get one free. Not exactly the same kind of bounce. All right. 855-839-1210. We'll get you in. Uh, the uh, the stuff from uh, Chad Wolf was uh, really good. A guy who would be spectacular. I think he came in in the last year and a half or two years, something like that, during the Trump years. And just admit it, you know, the people they had in the field early on, this is the learning curve. I got to say, Trump's uh, staff this time around, we've been dealing with them, and the ones that we hear about that are running his reelection. They're not flying by the seat of their pants. They're very good. And that, the you know, the first time he ran particularly, it was just, there was no order until Kellyanne Conway came in. Look at the people that were helping to run it. The second time around, it got crazy too. This time, though, I think he's got real players in there, and I think they get it, particularly the RNC and things of that nature. So it's going to be a much better run campaign. And that's a large part of what it takes to win. It's enormous to run for president. We're talking not just billions of dollars, but thousands and thousands of people, positioning, right moment, strategy. You can't just make it up as you go along. It doesn't work that way. Uh, More than a dozen states, too, at this point, are challenging Trump being on the ballot. We're up to three that have taken him off. The woman that did this judge in Illinois, you look at her background, she crawls with the same sorts of things we're seeing in other places. Um, Pennsylvania is a state that has a suit or had a suit to keep them off the ballot. That's been dismissed. 
I don't think they're uh, going to uh, do that here in Pennsylvania effectively. Uh, I don't expect. Now, that would be huge news if we were taken off in a state like Pennsylvania. By the way, um, we played you Phil Murphy, not just yucking it up at his state of the state budget, but then he goes on Channel 12 and he's taking calls there and he's laughing about and mocking and saying people really don't care about the whales. Um, Jeff Van Drew has responded. Um, our buddy, uh, Robin Schaefer, uh, Protect Our Shore, uh, says that um, that uh, uh, Van Drew has said, for years I've been raising concerns about the problems associated with offshore wind farms. The issues are far more extensive than the in- incidents of dozens of whales, which started when the surveying began. And we're really supposed to think that having to dig up hundreds of miles of seafloor would have no impact on marine life or environment whatsoever. These wind farms also negatively impact our radar systems used by vessels. Our own government has been warned about that. I had people on uh, from a Pennsylvania area where something like this was happening and helicopters, et cetera, were worried there was a threat there. This guy is doing this. Because he's not used to. He's a king, the king of hair, the rug. He's not used to seeing this type of pushback. And as this pushback increases, he's getting more angry. And he's just not going to stand for it. He's got to win. He's got to bring this one home. Now, I think the same way. It's personal. No, you're not going to bring this one home. We're going to beat you. We've done it already. Face it. So we only can't, we don't care about the whales is the art. We're just using the whales. Anybody really care about the whales? Come on now. So Van Drew will be on the show at one o'clock tomorrow. We've adverted another government shutdown. Details are kind of unclear, uh, but uh, it looks like this is going to go through and there will not be a government shutdown of any sort. It gets kicked, the can gets kicked down the road for a little bit. And it doesn't appear that people are going after uh, Mike Johnson on this. Uh, I think he's got a very tough job, and I think he's been very effective in trying to move the ball forward with this. So, Van Drew on the show tomorrow uh, to lay this stuff out. It's obnoxious, though, with this guy. And the reason is you're not allowed to ever win on this. If you do, then you you don't get it. You're in Jersey. They run Jersey. They're going to tell you what to do. You don't follow the science. He even had the nerve to say in this interview, people got the joke later on. Went over their heads, but they got it. They were chuckling. It was a good joke about the 40 miles versus the 12 miles. These progressives, they are, this guy is just a creep. And what we're seeing play out here is bigger than just the wind farms. If you beat them on something like this, they realize the peasants are rising up. Even in a place like Jersey, they're not taking it. What the whales did was emotionally get the attention of people. Just seeing that on the beaches, time after the the dolphins, too. And once that happened, and once our friends at the shore sprung into action and started educating people over the course of the summer, there was quite a grassroots movement now. I've met these people. 
and they are dedicated, and they do care. And a number of people then started to say, yeah, just think of how they're going to wreck our birthright, the Jersey Shore, going there in the summer. And that got people. So what does this guy not get? Well, he thinks it's just all political, because that's all it is with him. Politics, money, power, not caring about anything. Same thing with the wife. People do care about this. So what are we going to say? They're overly sentimental about the whales. A few dead whales are not going to stop Phil Murphy. Uh, Kevin in Bucks County, Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Kevin, good afternoon. Hello, sir. How are you? Good, Kevin. Good. So I mentioned it to uh, Mr. Mashett. And Mr. Mashett. It's a one-name person, right? It's just yes. one name. goes by one name. But, but Henry mentioned him by his middle name because of the movie. Yes. Mozart. Yes, that's a pretty good one. That's pretty hard. Imagine the guy. Who was it? Amadeus? Yes. Yes, imagine Wolfgang competing. Amadeus Mozart. Yeah, no, I, I mean, no, who was the... Salieri. Salieri, yeah. Timothy, oh, Salieri. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Imagine the competitor, and you're that good, and Mozart's like, ah, get out of here, you know, and he's like 10, yeah. uh, having to deal yeah. with that, yeah. I would oh, go... and also, yeah. to let you know, Dom, uh, Greg Soccer's the one that said the wire. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Catch uh, Uh-oh. We'll have to take that up with him. It'll be a heck of a Friday back and forth here. Roll it. Roll back to Pete. Roll back to Pete. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mozart is a great one. Alexander the Great and Mozart. You don't get too much more of naturals than that. All right. Coming up, Joe of Exton uh, jumps in. What does he have today? Oh, my God. Eight five five. Rin Tin Tin yesterday. Even Roe heard that and said, this yeah. guy is a genius. He just <laughs> knows how to calibrate. The most interesting man in Exton. Uh, and others at 855-839-1210, you can uh, get on board. But this this stuff with Murphy, why all of a sudden does he have to fire these shots? Is he afraid he still can't win with all that power, all that muscle, all those corrupt, hypocritical progressives there, all the mob just waiting for their handouts from the progressives? He can't beat us on the whales. All the scheme. I mean, look at what he's done. This creep. The mayor of North Wildwood is one of the greatest public servants I've ever seen. All right. You know, how we feel about uh, Mayor Pete, too, in, in Wildwood, but the mayor of North Wildwood. And all they're trying to do is save their beaches. And they wanted to put in bulkheads and they did it at one point. It's all out war now. By the way, a dolphin apparently washed up. Thanks to a listener who sent it to me on Facebook on 16th Street there in North Wildwood. And I'm told the beaches are diminishing. You remember three or four years ago, to get even, you had to walk over hilltops. You had to sit on hills on the beach in North Wildwood. Are we going to see that again? Why? This creep cannot be challenged. That's why. It's the Jersey way. That's what happens to you. Get the Army Corps of Engineering. Bomb them. They want sand. We'll put sand in there. Uh, the beaches have got, I like a, a, a small beach, by the way. I, I don't like certainly the beach in the center of Wildwood where you need a, a golf cart to go there. I mean, it's a half mile. Well, uh, Wildwood Crest, too. There are several of them down by Mulligan's that were, wow, three quarters of a mile, it seems like, to get to the Once you're there, you think you should be at the water almost. So I like the, uh, it, it's cozy. But you can't have it shrink to like 50 feet and have people piling in on a Friday. Yeah, that's no fun. Yeah, so they're trying to preserve their beaches. Murphy doesn't like it. He says it's got to be natural. 
And they say, well, look at what it's done. And there you go. That's what he does. It's all about retaliation. He's retaliating on us now. He wants to take us on. Here's a guy that can't even take on his own hair. Classing up the Dom Giordano show. Little Mozart here. Uh, Don't check us on that. I'm not sure. But it sounds like it. 855-839-1210. That's the side question today. Tomorrow is the day that Mickey Mantle retired at Yankee Stadium. Phenom of phenoms. Getting good ones, too, outside the world of uh, sports. Uh, We like those. Uh, 855-839-1210. That's how you uh, get on board. Let's go to Joe of Exton. Know something about phenoms. Hey, Joe, good afternoon. Uh, Yes, hello, Dom. Good afternoon. And uh, Joe of Exton has a new title, in-house guru. All right, send that tape off to Dan in Mexico. Yeah. My God, that's exactly right, Joe. <laughs> um, as for my um, uh, childhood phenomenon, <clears throat> is the late pianist Andre Watts. His mother was Hungarian, and she met an American soldier in Hungary. They married and came to America where Andre was born. And they soon realized uh, this boy had a talent as a musician, so much so that as a youngster, Andre Watts appeared with the Philadelphia Orchestra under the baton of Eugene Ormandy. Wow. How old was he, Joe, approximately? Um, uh, I don't know. Um, Maybe... um, around 10 or 12. I'm not sure that, though. Oh, boy. Yeah, that is a uh, good choice, Joe. That title is already, we're already uh, putting it in our uh, systems here. Thank you, Joe. Joe of Eckstein, in-house guru. Made it up himself. Yeah. I love it. The story continues every day. There's got to be a way we could do a Joe of Exton day. There's well, got to be yeah, some way we could I do this. First, I have to go over to his house and take some flowers to Mrs. Joe of Exton and uh, get this going. All, All right. right. wanted to mention uh, something else, too. Uh, I, I see uh, the police and uh, Mayor Parker are building up on Kensington. We told you that, right? And... Um, I get it. They need some time. They're doing several things there that are appropriate. And I think when we hit April, spring weather is when there's going to be the all-out pushback with all these things in place. So I'm willing to say there, things seem to be moving along. They're sending signals, though, that they're not going to do what was done in the past with the ATVs. And, And this is a big deal. I don't know that you have any blood in your body. I don't know if you have any gumption. If you see these animals running through town like some apocalyptic gang of misfits, and people say, well, it's too dangerous to do anything to stop them. And then they started to do it in Radnor, the suburbs. We've seen all that. Now, we don't want to see anybody get killed. Well, at least people that are not doing this. Uh, you know, in the action of trying to stop them, once they engage in this, well, they're putting themselves open to whatever the police have to do. But they're sending signals now, more than signals, you're starting to see a ramp up 
that they are going to go after this. They are going after it on several fronts, and they're not going to allow it. It's, a, it's an affront. And I just think that public figures should go by the motto, you know what, not on my watch. In other words, I may not be able to stop everything that's going on in the world that's lawless, that's wrong. But where I am, where I'm in charge, I'm going to move heaven and earth. It's, it's just a test of wills. Biden with the border, that's more of an ideological thing. But this idea that you're never going to be able to get the border under control, it's just a test of wills. That's all that it is in the end with many of these things. It's not an unknowable. It's not about there are not enough resources. It's about do you have the will to do it or does the other side have the will to overcome you? Because you're afraid of political stuff, something of that nature. So watch for the um, ATV thing. I think Sherelle Parker, and I said this in the beginning when we met her, is a force of nature. There's a lot of good there. I don't agree with her on everything. I think she supports the $15 an hour minimum wage. We, we made that point when we first had her on and hope to do that again very soon. There's a, a number of things where she's in step with the Democrat Party, and I don't agree with that. That's fine. But on big issues like this, and this is the biggest issue for government, which is public safety, doing your best to ensure the life, liberty, property, of the average person, the average citizen, that's job one. And on that, particularly for Democrats that we've seen, I think she's doing a hell of a job. Watch for this showdown, though, because these ATV people, they're not going to give up easily. Now, I have to admit something, and Henry, I'll ask you. I'll give you the rational side of Dom, and then I'll give you the side that uh, overwhelms, and maybe I can make it seem rational. What do you do when you confiscate their bikes? One could be that you do something and and you do it legally for charity with them. You know, you sell them in a legal way, people licensed, uh, something like that. Or the Dom way, we have a big party in front of City Hall with a giant crusher. I mean, like stories high, just crushing them. And you get to hit the button or blow them up if you want or bring them there if they're under arrest, make them watch it, then blow them up. That's what I'd like to do, and I think that's what people want to do. Yeah. We're tired of this. I, I like the spectacle, like the it, whole thing. And be... Yeah, but how about the charity, the kids? They could have a ball field. These are thousands and thousands of dollars. <laughs> oh, that's a good point, too. I hadn't thought No, stick with the first one. It's right. We, we deserve it after living under this nonsense. We've talked about that before. A big event at Dom Gier Day, crushing ATVs. Yes. That was one of the yeah, e- I'm events sure, on the uh, list. I'm sure Johnny Z down at Mulligan's would provide quite enough space there. Where we oh, absolutely. Yeah, but exactly, but yeah. your idea is really good, too. Taking them and selling them and donating, and donating the money to a police charity or yeah. a widow. There's got to be a way to make this happen, but I would totally agree with you. People, I don't think that you're really going to see that too much this year. I think it's a new administration, new rules. I think you may see a change. You'll you'll see it occasionally, but not as much. No, I think, uh, well, the first test is going to be the first time they do it en masse because they will test. Will the police, there are tactics they could use. Uh, with this, they can. There are ways to hem them in. There are ways to put obstacles in front of them. There is a degree of risk. Today's I mean, in, a good day. They're right. They're insane. 
They will go on sidewalks. They will do all that. So you have to weigh that carefully because if they kill somebody in that situation, then the police are going to be blamed. But the, the showdown is coming from what I can tell. They're gearing up in the appropriate way. The law is there. And it's only uh, progressives that make excuses for this and think they're just blowing off steam. No, they're not. They're animals. That's exactly what this is. I think the next time a uh, Monster Jam comes to town, yes. they should, <laughs> instead of having like old beat up cars under there, they should have yeah, all these bikes. ATVs. Crush the okay. ATVs. Yeah, crush the ATVs. Tell you, have yes. Grave Digger just destroy them. Exactly. All right, uh, 855-839-1210, uh, you get on board. All right, so those are the uh, two choices. Uh, more of the Dom Giordano Show coming up. we got a great Dom's Money Melody today. Let's go to Robert in Ben Salem. Hey, Robert, afternoon. Hey, Dom, how you doing today? Good. Um, I actually wanted to just point out that Alexander the Great is an amazing answer. He, he um, unified Greece by the age of 24, and conquered the Persian Empire by the age of 33, gave Egypt to his best general, Ptolemy, and his last descendant was Cleopatra. I mean, far-reaching, a whole library, Alexandria, all in 33 short years. And he only left Greece with 35,000 troops, Tom. He conquered all of that empire, gathering troops from people that he liberated from the Persians as he went, all the way to the Indus River amazing but um i'll leave that and just admire the answer and i'll give mine is 17 year old mac rutherford the youngest person to fly solo around the world that just happened about two years ago and he was also the youngest person to ever be um fully licensed as a pilot wow now what was was he in the plane alone though were there people yes, there with yes whoa wait a minute solo oh my solo Oh, my, you know, that even with modern, so you can just imagine when um, Amelia Earhart and others flew solo back then, what that had to be like, Robert. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Future astronaut there, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, without I mean, a doubt. All, all, the right, all the right stuff. You guys have a great day. That is a good one. So I, I haven't heard of him before, but yeah, flying solo around the world. Uh, Lindbergh, you know, was a fascist and other things, but. The bravery and the ability to fly that plane solo across the Atlantic Ocean, yeah. staying up during that. You know, it's you crazy. fall asleep there a little bit. That's trouble. Yeah, you start yeah. dozing off. It's like, well, what am I going to do here? Do I have any more five-hour energies here? Like, Yeah, exactly. They didn't have five-hour energy. You know, I wonder if he endorsed anything like that, how he stayed awake. I guess he had coffee, but you oh, know, that's oh. a long. How long was his flight? Do you have any sense? It couldn't have been 24 yeah, hours. Let me look that up. I mean, I've stayed awake for 24 hours because of this job. There were opportunities doing stuff. It's not a pretty picture when you start seeing stuff at a certain point if you don't sleep. I mean, you uh, just can't. So it says Mac Rutherford's longest flight was 10 hours. I meant uh, Lindbergh. Oh, Lind- Lindbergh, yeah. How long did it take him? It must have taken 24 hours or close to it to go across the Atlantic Ocean with speed of planes in. Oh, this one's tough. Yeah. 33 hours, 30 minutes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Woof. No five-hour energy, no drugs, no. maybe coffee. Wow. I, I see why I was a hero. I mentioned this early on. So busy today. I didn't get to it yet, though. Tom Giordano Show. RFK Jr. endorses Rand Paul to replace Mitch McConnell as a Republican leader 
Uh, RFK says he's shown great leadership, great judgment. Part of public service is about knowing when to usher in a new generation. Uh, It's time to promote leaders in Washington who don't kowtow to the military contractors or pushes deeper into foreign conflicts. Now, this has given rise today to a spasm of people saying uh, yes to that, but also RFK ought to choose Rand Paul as his VP choice. When Rand Paul was, Senator Paul was last on the show, he says uh, he's think he's sticking to the party. I, I don't see him doing that. But you can tell these guys think alike, even though one is uh, very conservative, the other very liberal on a number of issues. But I do have the odds here. There's this guy, Josh Barton, who runs sportsbetting.ag. He has a list of the next Republican Senate leader candidates and set odds for each. John Barrasso. Oh, man, another snoozer. Which which uh, state is he's not? I mean, it's I think he's Wyoming. Is, he's. Is he Wyoming or is he Montana? He's Wyoming. He's Wyoming. Yeah, he's Wyoming. He's two to one. John Thune from South Dakota. Another Mr. Excitement is three to one. The worst. John Cornyn from Texas is uh, four to one. Rick Scott, who I don't know, Henry, if you've ever been in his presence, uh, he looks like a guy from the future. He looks like that episode that Seinfeld had of the guy with the shaved head as the boyfriend of Elaine. Yeah. When he walks around, he's uh, he's pretty good from Florida. He's got phalanx of people walking on the side. He's a billionaire, and he looks like he came you know, from the future to yeah. save us. Got a bit of a Lex Luthor look to him. He does. He is uh, 7 to 1. Tim Scott, 12 to 1. Uh, J.D. Vance, people have touted him 35 to 1. Oh, man, Lindsey Graham is only 41. I don't like that. Ugh. I want that to be a trillion to 1. Tommy Tuberville. Coach. <laughs> oh, my God. He's 80 to 1. Imagine being behind him. Ted Cruz is 100 to 1. And Rand Paul is 150 to 1. Wow. They're afraid of Rand Paul. Uh, Susan Collins is 250 to 1. Here's the question of the day there. Will Donald Trump file for bankruptcy before the 2024 general election due to that bill? I think it's going to go down a lot by the court. Uh, If you say yes, that's minus 200. If you say no, that's plus 250. It's uh, 1 to 2, yes, 3 to 2, no. I don't think you can get that on FanDuel, but they ought to put it up there. They should. I'd say there's a real possibility he might, but... Uh, yeah, they're bleeding him dry. There's, I'd say there's a good chance. I'd take yeah. those odds. I still think, though, it's... Well, bankruptcy in this case will not be damaging. Usually people like me don't like filing for bankruptcy and all that stuff, but imagine Rand Paul is behind Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> that tells you what a threat he is. Hey, Tommy Tuberville, great leader, won some SEC championships. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he'd be able to show you the pooch kick and all that <laughs> stuff, this guy. But how about uh, Joni Ernst is 28 to 1, Lindsey Graham 40 to 1, Marco Rubio's 50 to 1. He's worse than Lindsey Graham. Oof. What are the Republicans doing there where Lindsey Graham is ahead of Marco Rubio and um, Mike Lee, the senator from Utah, who's brilliant? Not exactly electric like Rand Paul. He's not even on here. So those are some of the, if I had to say where they might go, and this is, this is a chance 
for the Republican Senate to really win back people, potentially, go with Rand Paul. What a difference it would make. All right, big 2 o'clock hour coming up. We have Dom's Money Melody. And wait until you hear the Republican response to this election task force of Josh Shapiro. It's a good one. Straight ahead here on Talk Radio 1210. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3. From Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Philadelphia's Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, three Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Dom time. Now, Dom Giordano. All right, we have Dom's Money Melody coming up, and uh, we have gotten some great... I'm glad how this worked out. All-time phenom, natural, in honor of the retirement of Mickey Mantle, 1969. Tomorrow, since it's leap year, not as much on our calendars, but one of the members of our local version of the squad, uh, Dan calls it the practice squad, I call it the JV squad, uh, the Blondes. You got Susan Wilde out there in the Lehigh Valley. Of course, the head, the Dean of Decency. Uh, you have Mary Gay Scanlon over in Delaware County. And you have the Houlihan out there in Chester County. Listen to what uh, Representative Houlihan said that it's last night, her experience on this vote on Ukraine and money for Ukraine. It's not an exaggeration to say. It's 1939 all over again. Last evening when I left votes, it was dark and it was raining, and I was uh, intercepted by some people with Ukrainian flags, and one held a sign that said, it's 1939 again. And it really struck me uh, and literally brought tears to, to my uh, eyes because it really genuinely is and not an exaggeration to say that it's 1939 again. Okay, now we have a rule here, and sometimes, you know, in the heat of it, people violate it and all that. I don't know that I violated that much because it's kind of my rule. Just like in um, the side question, we go for things that are a little bit lighter, you know, not uh, no Trump answers, no Nazi stuff. You can't compare stuff to 1939. You just cannot do it. It's like comparing to the Holocaust. Now, you could say the situation is dire in Ukraine, and what we're seeing here, if they don't get the aid, we've seen it. I wonder how many people's listening say this is the same thing as Hitler, and we're back in 1939. I, I don't know that uh, she played it out anymore or that she could defend that. Do the constituents out there in Chester County, I mean, I'm looking at the polling, why is it that people... There's no explanation from the other side on this. Why is it that people have grown tired of how much we put into Ukraine? Is it just Trump? Is it the Russian propaganda? What is it that has obviously the majority of people saying we've done enough, the Europeans do it, etc. Let's not even get involved in unending wars. Why are the majority clearly there? Now, it's a close call. It's not a deep majority that think that. Or is Holyhan right out there in a place like Chester County? They're going to buy. It's 1939 all over again. And if we don't, then that, that presupposes what we have to do is we have to go all out $60 billion 
drop in the bucket. Otherwise, it's Hitler on the march, and here we go again. I just think you can get emotional over this. You can be looking for the killer punch. You might be frustrated. But comparing this to 1939 all over again, is that kind of similar to comparing Trump to Hitler? All right, so it's 855-839-1210. That's how you get on board. AT&T and Verizon Wireless, you just push pound 1210. Now, my guilty of it, I don't hear Houlihan. I've never heard her talk about what I do. What I see is the existential threat. I have evidence of that. Red China, that's where the threat is. Not that Russia, not that Putin is not an enemy, not that he is just a ruthless killer, but the powerhouse of devastation for the world is China. Look at the Wuhan virus. Look at something as simple. The now president of the Philadelphia 76ers, Daryl Morey, is an executive in Houston. All he does is end a short email with free Hong Kong, and they go wild on the NBA. The NBA tells us to shut up. There's a lot of money here. Charles Barkley, LeBron James, and others. Showing their power over something as simple as kind of a throwaway line by a basketball executive. So, you know, that is something to be to take notice of, the power that China has. Would you say the same thing, but you call them an existential threat, or would you say they're an adversary? So she's saying that Russia is an enemy, is an all-out enemy. They are an existential threat to the world here. That's what they're saying. President Trump has landed in Texas. Not sure how long it's going to take him to get to the border, but uh, that's where we are at this point to have doing. Uh, if he uh, speaks, he's at the Del Rio International Airport. I don't think that's that far away. We will uh, we'll bring you that and uh, comment on it. One other thing. Josh Shapiro initiated this week this task force, so-called task force, with his Republican stooge, Al Schmidt, former Republican, rhino extraordinaire. Remember the guy in 2020 who didn't think it should be transparent in showing us the vote at the convention center in downtown Philadelphia? Well, the Republicans have responded to this. The uh, Republican leader, Brian Cutler, and I think he makes a good point about the announcement of this election threats task force, which is heavy, he says, with military and law enforcement. He says the greatest threat to Pennsylvanians having confidence in our election are a state Supreme Court that willfully refuses to follow the plain language of Pennsylvania's election laws as enacted by the Pennsylvania General Assembly, a Pennsylvania Department of State that has a history of offering conflicting, confusing, and last-minute election guidance that purposely sows chaos, confusion, discord into the election process, and a Democratic Party that has proudly refused to embrace even the most universally supported election security measures that would increase confidence in our election process by requiring Pennsylvanians to show ID identification each time they vote. Then he says a line I really like. By turning our elections into a military and law enforcement exercise, 
Governor Shapiro completely misses the point of election security and his administration's role in conducting free, safe, and secure elections. Pennsylvanians do not need a show of arms to feel confident in our election system. They need our laws to be implemented as designed, properly interpreted, and uniformly enforced. Just one caveat, just one thing to add to this. This takes me back to 2020. I was listening to the great Mark Levin on the way home from somewhere, and a state representative called in, and Levin said what Cutler said here, except he added something that Cutler is not willing to do, and we may get him on the show tomorrow. We'll see. And that is, he said, he's right, the power is in the legislature. Why then would the legislature follow what the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court has engaged in? They don't get to set these election laws, nor stooges like Al Schmidt, the Secretary of State. Kathy Bookvar was the previous Secretary of State who got kicked out of her job because she was so busy pushing Biden over the finish line. She didn't publicize, as she must do by law, a change in the Constitution to help victims of sexual abuse. You may remember that. So Cutler's right, but these Democrats are saying, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And Mark Levin laid out the case for what the legislature could do since they're the ones that are constitutionally right and have the power. They should enforce the election laws since they get to set them. Now, that would take a lot. You know what they'd be accused of. Oh, man. But here comes Shapiro again, right? Shoving it down our throat, the military being brought in, and the uh, law enforcement. And what are they enforcing? Are they going to come to Philadelphia and stop people from being kicked out that are poll watchers? No. I told Laura Trump, and I'll tell you again, you want to have poll watchers there in Philadelphia. They need not only lawyers with them showing their credentials of why they're allowed to be there watching the polls, but they need guys with no necks protecting them. That's what you need. They had a court order in 2020, you may remember, to go in and see the vote being counted. And they used the Philadelphia police and others to stop them. I said that Trump should have used his forces. He had a court order. Our guest tomorrow, Linda Kern. Stand, um, Henry, is she on at 1230? Do you have that? You remember? I know that Van Drew's 1 o'clock tomorrow. Linda Kern's what time? Okay, we'll check on it. Okay, I know she's booked, though. We'll make sure on that. I think it's 1230. And we'll talk with her about this uh, whole operation and what she's doing. She got a win in Delaware this past week around this. But Cutler's right. We want people to have confidence in the elections. We don't want to have a replay of 2020. All right? Uh, We talked yesterday with the Montgomery County Commissioner, the new Republican. And he was good, but he's just been on the job for a while. He was a little bit unclear. It's got to be clear as far as the law tells me. you got to keep counting the vote. You can't say we don't have enough people. We've given you the money to hire them. They're tired. They've counted the vote for seven or eight hours, whatever it is. It's one o'clock in the morning. No, you don't stop counting the vote. Once that happens in a close election, particular, all hell breaks loose. 
we went through that before. I think I was on with Rich at that point. And the vote counting stuff was like, oh, man, here we go. Yeah, you know, that Trump was ahead. Look, their vote was more mail-in ballot overwhelmingly. We know that. But if you want to be like Caesar's wife here and keep this up, this notion that everything is fair, you got to just keep counting the vote. I don't care if it's 4 o'clock in the morning. That's when Team B comes in or 3 o'clock or 2, whatever it is. That's what you got to engage in. I'd love to get your reaction to that at 855-839-1210 because that is a sore point here. Uh, Mark Levin was right. I mean, we have it. Uh, we have it archived. I'll play it at some point. He had the formula for what they should have done then because Shapiro is saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to shove it down your throat with the military. Who, who's going after anybody here? You're stopping our right to vote. No. We are stopping the Philadelphia way where they do whatever they want, including kicking poll watchers out that are legitimately supposed to be there, of making up threats from the Russians. They're starting up already again because they know how close this is going to be. And that's why every vote counts. That's why mail-in balloting, the whole thing. All right, let me go to Mike and Langhorn. Mike, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Mike, uh, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. No, no cat. Thank you, Dom. I appreciate it. Uh, when you mentioned today's call, uh, today's question, first person that came to my mind was Jim Thorpe. I don't think there's any athlete that has more God-given talent. Yeah, um, you know the film, the famous film. I forget Burt Lancaster plays it, I think. They go to a track meet. He was Native American. There's one other guy yeah. with him. There's 16 events, and they say, what does he do? And I think they said the mile. And then they go to Jim Thorpe. What does he do? Everything else. Oh, my God. <laughs> greatest athlete, uh, the greatest athlete of the first half of the century up to 1950 was Jim Thorpe. All right, that's a good one. Alexander the Great, Mozart, Jim Thorpe. That's kind of an unusual list. All right, we'll get more. Give me a reaction, though, to what uh, Cutler is saying here. And uh, the Inquirer and the others, they think, well, that's all Shapiro's doing. He's telling you you're not going to bother voters. Who's bothering voters here? Where do they get them? The Russians coming? 855-839-1210. No, it's the Chinese that are coming over the border. All right, right now, though, it is time for... It's Dobbs Money Melody. All right, today we're uh, playing for a pair of tickets to the 8th Annual Bucks Blues Explosion on April 5th at the Zlock Performing Arts Center on the campus of Bucks County Community College. In uh, Newtown, Pennsylvania, for tickets and more information, you visit bucks.edu slash tickets. Again, this is a wonderful facility and a big event. All right, Henry, what do you have today? All right, so a natural himself on February 29th, 1958, Frank Sinatra's 14th studio album, Come Fly With Me, began a five-week run atop the Billboard 200, featuring its now iconic title track, Penned, by, or penned for Sinatra by Sammy Kahn and Jimmy Van Hoysen, uh, the album was designed to take listeners on a musical trip around the world. What is the name of this legendary track I'm about to play? By the old mole main pagoda Boy, you guys are chintzy here with the lyrics. Let's hear that one more time. 
By the old Mool Main Pagoda. That's a, that's hey, this that's was at wild. the directive of Dan. Okay, to yeah, play I that hear you. little. I mean, yeah, I get you, but I'm saying I don't. I think I know a lot of Sinatra. That's a the yeah. old Moon Pagoda. It, I played more than he wanted me to. Too, oh, there so. thank you for that. Yeah, he gets to be crazy when he's not here. All right, so we're looking for the name of the song. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I the pagoda and all's in my head going around the world. All right, uh, hit us with the name of that song, and uh, you may, uh, you'll may you get a pair of tickets to the Blues Explosion. You'll be the winner of the day, 855-839-1210. It's the Money Melody. Where has all the money gone? Show me the money. That's right. We're going to play you the clue. Listen, be close to the radio here because uh, it's very, very short. We're looking for the name of this Sinatra song. By the old Moon Main Pagoda. What a weird lyric, my God. Yeah. Man, right? A natural Sinatra. Yeah, the voice is obviously one of a kind. Uh, Mike in Philly on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Mike, good afternoon. What's the name of that song? Is it On the Road to Mandalay? Somebody here at Sleep of the Sea. Yes, it is. All right, Mike. Enjoy the blues explosion. Nice work by you. On the Road to Mandalay. Man, the the lyrics, though. Uh, I don't know how he got it. That's a tough one. Yeah. But, I mean, singing this, people actually think of the old moon pagoda. Yeah, right? Talk about just thrown together to make this we're going around the world uh, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mike is the winner today. And, again, he's off to the uh, Zlock Theater. We'll do it again tomorrow, April 5th, on the campus of Bucks County Community College. For tickets and more information, visit bucks.edu slash tickets. So, uh, I think President Trump might speak before the show's over. If not, we'll have full coverage tomorrow. Uh, Biden it seems to be coming a little bit later. Uh, and uh, he, uh, you know, the rumors out there, he's going to say issue some executive order on something. I don't think he's going to do that. Uh, the uh, story today, too, that's moving stuff. This likes another Hamas um, made-up story that Israel's responsible for another atrocity. And uh, maybe amazingly, given the constituency out there in Montgomery County, do they not pay attention? The dean of decency is demanding a total ceasefire, not an intermittent ceasefire, but a total ceasefire. Doesn't like Netanyahu, doesn't like what he's doing, going after Hamas. and. Uh, Montgomery County, the Enquirer says, has about 42,000, 43,000 self-identified Jewish households. And that's a lot of her district. So you're seeing this. Uh, she is, uh, she's living large, Madeline Dean, because she believes she's in a safe district. They all do. They believe they're in the suburbs. They can go toward the more radical side of the Democrat Party. They're not even pretending anymore. And she particularly is out of control. So we'll see if there's any backlash here. 
of people saying, what about October 7th? We cannot continue to have any kind of threat from Hamas. And what she's saying from her mansions, both here and at the shore apparently is, oh yeah, you can. Suck it up. You're not going to do what you have to do to take them out. We don't like that. So forget about all that October 7th stuff. You're Netanyahu. You're a conservative. We don't like you. All right, 855-839-1210, you get on board. AT&T and Verizon Wireless, you push pound 1210. The uh, king of hair, Phil Murphy, after that ludicrous joke he tried to tell during his budget speech, went on TV. This is cut 14 again. I played this near the top of the show. It's just illustrative of Murphy throwing down the gauntlet and saying, you don't care about the whales. I don't care about the whales. We're going to have this offshore wind in New Jersey. So he's on Channel 12 in Jersey uh, with a guy, let's face it, I get it, the host is happy to have him. And he gives little pushback when Murphy goes off about his joke that he told about the whales. And he challenges people. He knows. They really don't care about those whales. Now, Jeff Andrews is going to be on it one tomorrow. He wrote a long, scathing rejoinder to this about the evidence that people care about this. They care about fishing. They care about marine life. They care about the Jersey Shore and the memories they get and the summers and all that. And they're not going to let this guy, just from the manor high, roll over top of them. And what he's mad about is, Up until this point, we have stopped them cold. You know what it takes to stop this in a wired place like Jersey, a big Danish company, Orsted, to make them pull out? They just can't take it. It's personal. Yeah, it is. It's personal to me, too. It's hand-to-hand combat with this guy. So listen to what he says on Channel 12. They're taking calls. This is right after a call about the whole situation with the whales. Considering you now have the Atlantic City project that you mentioned yesterday, which are 40 miles yes. or more out, with which, which, by the way, seem to have appeased some. Yeah, I mean, I, may I take a moment of personal privilege? Uh, the folks who are against offshore wind, by the way, I don't get it. It's clean energy in the most densely populated state in America, and it's thousands of union jobs, and overwhelmingly they're in South Jersey. Uh, and there are folks down there, typically on the other side of the aisle, that uh, are against this. I, I, for the life of me, don't understand that. Um, but yes, uh, I, I'm not an expert, but I've felt that 12 miles out was uh, far enough out, and we've seen renderings that show. In fact, I keep promising to bring the renderings here, and I keep forgetting. I should now bring the 15 and the 40s uh, with me. Uh, the answer is I believe they are. Um, that's a plus or minus a norm. Obviously, the, the recent solicitation, 40 miles out, uh, everyone loved because uh, that's even further, further on the horizon, and you can't see them. And I mentioned yesterday, apparently, there are no whales out 40 miles because people have stopped complaining to me. Uh, uh, to th- let that one sink in for a minute. But the answer is, yeah, I'm not an expert, but I've seen the renderings at 12, and I thought they were 
fine, and 15, I'm sure, will be a little finer, and 40, obviously, is even further along. Were you expecting? I, I'm just, I have to ask, were you expecting to get more of a laugh when you said that yesterday? Uh, people, it's one of those things where it's sunk in over time. You sort of heard people chuckling you know, uh, when you refer to it. Uh, okay. It's the truth. I mean, it's, it, my view is this. Let's be straight with each other. Whether I agree with you or not, I'm opposed to offshore wind. I'm not going to hide behind the whales. I'm opposed to it. Okay, I got it. At least you're you're standing up for yourself. I'm, I'm obviously a huge advocate. And by the way, we care about the whales. And, and uh, we follow all the science and the guidance from the feds. All right. Stop standing. Stop standing. Stop standing behind the whales. Stop hiding behind it. No one's hiding behind the whales. We let you know we're against this. This other boondoggle. This just government uh, not... Uh, uh, listening to people in Ocean City and local control, the big money that's behind it. And for Murphy, it's not money. It's the gold star to go national. Look at what he's done for the climate. Look at this gigantic project. You will not see those, though, that he has to look at this, or the Kennedys, for example, when they tried to do that, or John Kerry, or any of them, right? Well, we want the Jersey Shore that we've always had. And yes, People did care about the whales because Murphy has it all wrong. If people did not care about the whales, emotionally, this would not have come to such a fever pitch. So many people would not be involved. People are leading busy lives, trying to pay all the taxes and regulations and Bidenomics and whether they're going to have cereal for dinner or not, that the Murphys of the world inflict on a daily basis. So, yeah, the whales were the draw that brought attention to this. And thank God. And the dolphins. And seeing that. And people genuinely care about that marine life. But they care about a multitude of things. So, Murphy, imagine this fat cat of fat cats and his fat cat wife. They begrudge people that are also against this because they don't want their vision of the Jersey Shore despoiled by clowns like this. We're not allowed to feel that, yet they can have their enclaves that will never have this inflicted on them. No, that's also a legitimate reason to be against this. It absolutely is. Then the phoniness of two million homes and yada, yada, yada. He's mad. Because he is just going to bludgeon the opposition. They're not going to let up on this. They're throwing down the gauntlet that the fight is on. Well, we're going to beat you. And I know that won't stop you from spending money and do this, but over the period of time, you'll be out of office. And hopefully, she'll never be in office. Love to get your reaction. How many times do we have to say, yes, it's the whales, but it's a multitude of things? That's what's involved. Stop standing. Stop hiding behind the whales. Imagine from progressives who always hide behind. It's for the children. It's an investment. It's the children. It's the poor. It's the destitute. For any scheme that they have. You talk about hiding behind that. How many times do we have to hear that? So 855-839-1210, you get in. AT&T and Verizon Wireless. All we need you to do is just push pound 1210. Hey, one more reminder about conservative tours that I love the trips we've gone on with them. And my favorite, Italia. 
my favorite destination in the world for a lot of people, for a lot of reasons, it's Italy. It's called the Grand Event for good reason. It's Rome, Tuscany, Florence, Oriveto, Siena, Venice, Milan, the northern Italian lakes region. We love that on the last trip. 12 days touring and the kind of dining events that conservative tours is famous for in Italy. 5371, that includes your airfare, the Colosseum, the Vatican, Trevi Fountain, Piazza Navona, fully escorted by my great friends at conservative tours team in Italy, Lorenzo, Romina, and you've heard Giuseppe on with me, right? Call them toll-free to get all the details, 888-733-9494, or go to conservativetours.com. Tuscany beckons, and it's time to answer Florence, the history, the beauty, San Gimignano, bustling Siena. Then it's on to the grand finale. You will love Venice, Milan, the pristine resort of Streza, Lake Maggiore, Bellagio. This is fall in Italy. Get there. First step, go to conservativetours.com. Dom Giordano, um, you know, I like Panera Bread like the next person. They make a great lunch, like when you're out at a radio station, they bring stuff in and all. But oh my God, Gavin Newsom signed into law a measure that raises the minimum wage of food, uh, fast, fast food workers from $16 an hour to $20 an hour in California. But the Fast Food Accountability and Standards Act, the FAST Act, includes an unusual carve-out. And uh, Newsom has a lot of connection to the guy that got carved out here. It benefits Greg Flynn, the billionaire CEO of Flynn Restaurant Group, the company that owns two dozen Panera Bread locations in California. Went to the same high school with uh, Gavin Newsom. The carve-out is... You don't have to pay the $20 an hour to these fast food workers. It exempts chains that bake bread and sell it as a standalone item. Wow. Yes. Can you imagine? How many other chains do that? Uh, Yeah. I don't know how many do, but I mean- I don't think any. What happens if they just bake a loaf of bread that day and they don't have to do it? But the real power of these hack politicians, and I've talked about this over the years, it's amazing. Well, Newsom, this is pretty big here, is stuff like the sales tax. I forget if you go into the restaurant, fast food restaurant, is it a sales tax? And if you don't outside, one or the other is. Um, a ver- some sweaters have a sales tax, others don't. How do they arrive at that? Well, corporate donations. Pennsylvania is an example. You look at it, you can't believe the stuff they tax or don't tax for the sales tax and the rationale. But you're right, Henry. How many uh, as, a, as a major part of what they do? Yeah, like I can't think of any besides Panera. Yeah, that's Panera Bread. That's yeah. why they call it that, Panera yeah. Bread. Yeah, good stuff. And the guy, it's not like, well, how did that get in there? The guy knows him from school, big contributor, et cetera. It's not like it's murky. How did Panera Bread get in there? I would advise these chains then to bake a loaf of bread a day or a roll or a snow, you know, half a roll, a croissant, something. And then say, we're complying. We're not going to give you $20 an hour. I'd advise the Panera workers to strike even. Yeah, We want our $20. Exactly. What are you working at Panera Bread for? Are they going to keep on getting people, the guy that makes the bread? You know, it's an art to do this kind of stuff. 
there in California, Gavin Newsom, I'm not going to do any art. I'm just going to go straight forward and do it. It's going to be interesting. Can you imagine Trump playing with this, with Gavin Newsom? Oh, Somehow or another, it'll, it'll make its way into, God only knows how he'll um, twist it. All right, let's go to the uh, Earl of Tacconi here on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Earl, welcome in. Hey, Dom. Um, yeah, um, you had a uh, comment earlier about uh, the sign that says it's 1939 all over again. Yes. Uh, people don't know their history. And you know I'm going to tell you um, an obscure little story about uh, how this whole thing plays out. With the Ukraine war, I've been doing research, finding out you know, what is it with the Ukrainians and the Russians. Uh, in the 20th century, uh, during World War I, Germany was fighting a two-front war. So in order to get Russia out of the war, Germany sent Lenin back to Russia to institute the Russian Revolution and to overthrow the Tsar and kill the Tsar in exchange for territorial concessions. Uh, Poland and what you know as Eastern Bloc was released, and Ukraine was given to Germany. And the first thing that Ukraine did when they were released from Russian control is they turned around and they declared war on Russia. Now, in retaliation for that, in 1932, Russia instituted a famine in Ukraine that was so bad that the Ukrainians had to uh, indulge in cannibalism in order to survive. So when 1939 rolled around, you know, being fresh on the memory of having to eat your friends and family in order to survive, the Nazis come in and say, you know, we're going to give you weapons in order to go and, uh, you know, kill Russians. And it's like, yeah, sure, you know, the Ukrainians will sign up with anybody that will help them go and kill Russians. That's why there's that uh, SS monument in the uh, suburban cemetery, because the Ukrainians signed up with the Nazis because they wanted to help them yep. kill the Russians. Exactly. So... So this has nothing to do with Trump. When they say it's 1939 all over again, I know you may uh, not like this, but that's referring to Biden as Hitler and not Trump because Biden's the one giving Ukrainians money to kill Russians, just like Hitler helped the Ukrainians kill Russians. Yeah, I would just avoid the Hitler references. You know, that's the only oh, I thing. But, that, I mean, but, I, get uh, your, I get your point, though, whoever was in charge of Germany versus and the uh, geopolitics of it. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is sacred ground. When you start throwing around 1939, it's Hitler again. You better really have something that is just, you know, not replete with all the stuff that you've just said. Or you, you just can't go there. It's a singular event, and it just cheapens the arguments. I, I can't imagine her constituents are buying into this. Who's your um, phenom, Earl? Uh, mine is going to be Fred Astaire who uh, learned how to dance for a lack of daycare. Uh, Fred Astaire's sister uh, went to dance class, and his mother, because there was no daycare or babysitter or anything, Fred Astaire was at the dance classes with his sister, and that's where he learned how to dance. And he was just such a natural at it. Uh, the actress, Sid Charisse, her husband said that she could tell who she was dancing with when she came home. Uh, if her shins were all black and blue and bruised up, she was dancing with Gene Kelly. And if she didn't have any bruises on her shins, it was because she was dancing with the naturally graceful Fred Astaire. <laughs> Fred Astaire is a good one. I don't know. Uh, that's quite a story. He's uh, that he learned it from daycare. Yeah, Fred Astaire, uh, natural, without a doubt. All right, hit us with that. It's the lightning round. Mickey Mantle retired tomorrow. I know we moved it up to today because it's a leap year and all. At Yankee Stadium. And I, I just always thought, can you imagine the guy that saw Mickey Mantle first and just saw that raw, almost second to none on almost any athletic endeavor that you can think of and discovered him? 
So hit us with somebody who was a natural. Some of the leaders so far, Alexander the Great, Mozart, have been pretty good. Might be somebody that can top them, though. At 855-839-1210. This Panera Bread thing, um, let's see if Newsom is called to account for it. Seems like a small thing, you know, four bucks off, but just blatant. And not even hiding it here and saying, yeah, if you bake bread. When you create one of these loopholes that only one company somehow or another fulfills right there, that, that should be criminal behavior, really. It's suspect beyond belief. I've told the story many times, too. I had in studio Newsom. He does look spectacular. But the baggage when vetted with this guy is going to be enormous. All right, 855-839-1210. That's how you get in with Dom on Talk Radio 1210. The time has come for the final test. Uh, we usually call it the lightning round. That is right. Hit us with your best shot. A natural, a phenom, uh, preferably not in the world of sports, but it could be in sports. By the way, Rand Paul, uh, we talked uh, a bit today about RFK Jr. saying, yeah, Rand Paul should be the Senate leader. I'm reading this. He says... Um, No, we shouldn't sell $238 million sale of F-16s, $23 billion, to Turkey. Turkey uh, praised Hamas as a liberation group. Turkey's military fired at our troops in Syria. Turkey's police imprisoned those who dare to criticize the leader. Doesn't sound to me like the actions of an ally. You know, all this stuff with military hardware, uh, military contractors, etc. Rand Paul, RFK Jr., both on, on the money on this. Yeah, Turkey as an ally. Imagine uh, Hamas as a liberation group. All right, let's go to um, Joe in Bordentown. I have an answer. Nothing's in the block. No, okay. Let's go to Bruce in the Northeast. Hey, Bruce, afternoon. What do you have? Hey, Dom. You know, uh, you mentioned Jim Thorpe, what you said was the greatest athlete of the first half of the century, yes. 20th century. Who would you say would be the second half? I was just curious. Ah, yeah, I got to think about that. Do you have yeah. uh, somebody that you think was? Well, yeah, I just off the top of my mind, uh, maybe Muhammad Ali, but there's several choices. Well, I would give you, and look, I am such a fan of bigness bigger than life. I would say Wilt Chamberlain, who yeah. first time he tried the high jump, broke the record. Right. Bold without putting ho- holes in the ball, an average 210. Right. And then the basketball stuff. And then there's the 20,000 rebounds, and then the women, whether that's true <laughs> or not. That's pretty well, athletic. He was, a, he, he was like a gentleman, too. He didn't show off a lot. Yeah. You know? No, I, I might put uh, Wilt's name into the hat there as a natural. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Who do you have, and, Bruce? Uh, uh, by the way, Mickey Mantle would have had even a greater career, but he injured his knee early in his career. Uh, on the field in a drain or something. and uh, Yeah, he did. And, uh, you know, the alcoholism didn't help. <laughs> oh, that's right, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he'll drink to that. Uh, yeah. Uh, my, he was a natural-born winner and an athlete of beauty and grace, and I'm referring to the legendary Secretariat. Yes, one of my favorite athletes of all time, if you can say a horse is an athlete. Absolutely. S- Secretariat coming down the backstretch. I was meaning you said stop and look back at the other horses. What was it? I should know that now. 27 lengths or something, you know, at the Belmont, yeah. which is a longer race. 
That to me is one of the greatest athletic accomplishments. We'll never see that. It's too competitive. No. Yeah, I'm, to I'm be, with you there. Yeah, to ride. <laughs> it needs to be uh, in the conversation more for greatest athlete. Of all. Yeah, I mean, how in the world could you beat the other best horses in the world by that much? Yeah. It's not possible. Uh, let's go to um, Richard in Summerdale with Dom. All right, Richard, how are you? And what do you have today? Okay, how you guys doing today? Good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have uh, one. He started out very young in the Music Man. Then he went on to the Andy Griffith Show. Then he went on to Happy Days. Then he did some movies, American Graffiti. And now he's a, one of the biggest producers and directors in Hollywood. That's Ron Howard. Uh, that's an interesting one. I don't know about a natural early. Yeah, he was Opie. He was stuff like that early on. It, uh, it passes. Drew, I don't even know how we get this one. Drew of Upper Darby. All right, Drew, you got Charles the, what, 12th of Sweden. Charles the, Charles the 12th of Sweden. Okay. Uh, Dom, as a young boy, he was king of Sweden. And as he got older, he went on to the battlefield. This is during the 17th and 18th centuries. And Peter the Great was at his height. And Charles the 12th, his armies were so small, but he amassed victory after victory against Peter the Great. Yeah, and he and uh, he was brilliant because his army was so small, but he still beat the Russians. And All right, thank you, thanks. I'm flat out of time, Drew, on that one. I'll have to check on that one. I mean, it sounds legit to me. All right, uh, Henry, there were some worthy contenders. Mm-hmm. So we got three or four that are going to be hard to separate. Yeah, here. I think so too. And I, I think, at least in my opinion, those have to be Tony from Delco with Alexander the Great. Yep. Uh, Kevin and Bucks with Mozart. Uh, and I really did uh, my, like Mike and Langhorn's call about Jim Thorpe. Okay, yeah. I liked it too, but I, I think I got to go. I should have taken it off the board. I didn't. I can't think of them all. Alexander the Great, mm-hmm. you know, I'm by thirty, thirty-three, conquering the world and saying, "What else can I do?" <laughs> That's pretty hard to beat. Let's put him into the hat uh, tomorrow. We already know it. Dan and I talked about it. Be ready. All-time great ending in a movie. This is going to be really competitive. Really fierce. I got to so, think on this. One. Yeah, you got. I got mine in mind, but it's a close call. Uh, Richie always next. We got the breaking. Biden and Trump will hold competing border visits. About ready to start anytime. We'll see if President Biden issues an executive order. Thanks to Henry and Jim. Rich for four hours. I'm back tomorrow, noon until three. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Joe Alexson has a new title. In-house guru. Tom Giordano. Weekdays 9 till noon. On Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.